Psalms 100, the psalmist declares, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We've come to state that we might bless the Lord, that we may give him glory, honor, and praise to magnify him for his goodness, for his mercy. God be the glory for all the great things he has done. Let's stand to our feet this morning. We have come into this house to worship the Lord. And we're going to start off this morning by singing, This is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. And when I ask, even as I say that, I want you to hear it as a declaration. Because, you know, sometimes when we come into the house of God, we are honest with ourselves. We're not feeling too happy necessarily when we walk in the door. Where our minds are on all other different kinds of things that are going on in our lives. But yet the psalmist here and we today are going to make a declaration and say, this is a day. This day. A day the Lord has made. And I choose. It's making a choice this morning. I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. To God be the glory. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. And I will not fear. No, I will not fear. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in Him. And be glad in Him. The Lord is on my side. Yeah, in his name. 
1 Timothy chapter 6, starting at verse 11. Amen. But thou, O man of God, 
follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. You may be seated. For a topic I would like to talk about, fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. And there's a difference between a good fight and a bad fight. I was reminded in 1972, Muhammad Ali had a rematch with Jerry Corey. In about the seventh round, Muhammad Ali was, was winning. And his opponent couldn't defend himself, so he was beckoning the referee to stop the fight. Well, a couple more blows and the referee said, hey, it's time to stop the fight. Man, this day and time, I think people take it a little too far. It, it, it's like they, they don't know stop. It's like they need to uh, annihilate. But here, this was a good fight. Sometimes we think a good fight is when it's an even fight, it's a close fight. But a good fight is when the fighter knows when to stop. But here, Paul, he's encouraging uh, Timothy to fight the good fight. We're not talking about a physical fight at all. Let's do some history on what exactly was happening. Paul got news that in Ephesus that were heresies going on, some bad teaching. He not only heard this, but uh, there were people that were looking down on other saints. The rich, they were, were dressing nice and making the other saints feel kind of bad. In short, there were some bad things going on, and they needed to be addressed. So, Paul talks to Timothy. He sends him this, this first letter. And it's like, these are things that need to be addressed. And you, you may say, well, that was way back then. And, you know, it, it really doesn't have anything to do with, with right now. But I can remember as a little boy hearing the deacons pray. And they would say, we don't come for form or fashion or outside show to this dying world. Right. It's still happening, amen? There are saints that they don't have their, their focus set on the true goal. And the true goal is to, to glorify God in all that we say and all that we do. We're to help those who need help encourage those who need encouragement and bless those who need a blessing. So is it a bad thing to have nice clothes? Absolutely not. But don't look down on others who, who, who don't have. If you look down, help them up. So here, Timothy has to address these things. And he says that We have to flee to bad things, bad teaching. In my life, there, there have been people that don't even go to church try to tell me how to run a church. <laughs> Amen? Don't go to church, but tell me how to run a church. It was happening right here. It hasn't stopped. 
But see, I, I, our sights have to be on, on Christ and his purpose and his plan. So it says that we're to flee the things that are bad. Flee the things that will upset and hinder your walk, my walk with Christ. We have to flee those things. And after we flee those things, get those behind us, it says we need to follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, righteousness, having a right relationship with God the Father. If we have a right relationship with God the Father, we, we shouldn't have any quarreling, bickering, or complaining in the church. Amen? But this was happening in the church. But here Paul is saying that we have to get our sights right. We have to follow after righteousness. A right relationship with God the Father. If you're right with God, you're going to know how to treat your fellow man right. Amen? Follow after godliness. There are people that want to know just how much they can get by work. I had a good friend. He, he, he lived life on the edge. I want to do just enough that I'm kind of sinning, but I'm really not sinning. Right. I'm kind of straddling the situation. But see, our goal should be on godliness. Doing the things that are godly. People from the outside should see the God in us. People should see the goodness in our heart. That should be without question. So Paul is saying that we need to follow after godliness. He says that we need to hold on to faith. We have to hold on to faith. I've learned in my, my time that there are people that will try to cause you to challenge what you believe. Is this God that you serve, is he really, really helping you out? I see the hardship you're facing with, and, and I, I don't know that he hears your prayers. But we have to hold on to faith. Hold on to the fact that I know that God has brought me to it, and God is going to bring us through it. On the other side, You'll see that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning time. See, we, there's, there's a morning time for us saints. There's a morning time. It's, it's coming. What may be happening right now in this season, it may be hard, it may be challenging, but we're holding to God's unchanging hand. Amen. He's the same today, yesterday, and, and forever. Yes. Says we need to pursue after love. Amen. Too often times I've, I've had to face the mentality, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? Uh, if I do this kind deed for you, how am I going to benefit? But as Christians, that should be no benefit because there's godliness in us, because there's love in us, because there's faith in us, because there's all of the characteristics of God that are in us. That's enough. But love should be our motivating factor. Should be our motivating factor because I because I love you, Deacon, I, I, I want to see God's best for you. Amen. Is that enough? Trusting because I love God, I want to see God's best in your life. And see, I, I, I understand that our lives are, are multi-layered. See, when you love me, you, you got to love my wife, and then I got three kids, you got to love them. And, and bless them and encourage them and pray for them. So we need to have the love of God. We need to have patience. And it's sad to say we live in a microwave generation. Amen. I want it now. 
want you to hear me now. Lord, I, I, I've got a bill that needs to be paid, and I want it now. I've learned that we need to be careful when we pray for patience. Yeah. When we pray for patience, there's something that comes along with it. Tribulation works patience. When a challenge comes in our life and we learn patience, God says, yeah, you got it right. It may not happen right now, but our blessing is on the horizon. We have to be patient for what God is doing. We have to be patient for what God has, has for us. The next thing that Paul talks about is meekness. And a good friend of mine told me, don't mistake my meekness for weakness. <laughs> But we are to be humble servants, not puffed up and proud and boastful, but meek and gentle. What God has for you is coming your way. So here, Paul is, is talking to the, the early church, the things that they dealt with. Over 2,000 years later, we're still dealing with this stuff. But the word is still true. And, and here, Paul is drawing our attentions that we need to keep our sight fixed on Christ. He says that we need to hold on to our profession. Sometimes it's challenging. Sometimes it's challenging. I was reminded of a, a police. He saw this lady waving her hand and yelling at a, another driver. And the lady pulled off and the police pulled behind her, behind her. And he asked her immediately, would you step out of the car? And she said, yes, sir. Stepped out of the car. He read her rights took her to jail and booked her. A little, little while later, they needed her testimony as to what she had done. And the officer, and she said, well, I, I, I know I, I spoke to the other driver, but it frustrated me. And the police said, but this isn't your car. He said, officer, this is my car. He said, it's no way possible that this is your car because I read your bumper sticker. And your bumper sticker says, follow me to church. <laughs> People see how we act. People see how we carry our lives. Does our, the words of our mouth match the testimony that we give in church. We are an epistle, read and known of men. People are reading our lives. People are, are, are checking us out. And see, Paul, he, he needed to get through to the church that uh, we are saints, 24-7. There should be no change in our, our personality, in our attitude, in our character at any time. Oh, I've been cut off before, and it's not a, uh, a happy situation, but uh, I'm more concerned about my testimony than I am about uh, letting somebody know how ticked off I am. We deal with different attitudes in people. We deal with different personalities in people. And we're talking about fighting a good fight. Yeah. Fighting a good fight. 
as a young Christian, my mentality was I give my life to Christ. I'm safe till I go home. Whoa. Was I mistaken? I didn't know that there was a battle before me. I really didn't understand that was a race that I had to run. I didn't know that there were challenges that were going to come my way. But as a good fighter, the one thing that I recognized that first you have to size your opponent up. You need to know who your opponent is, amen? There are all different styles and types of fighting. There's boxing. And a boxer has a style and a purpose. And they, before they get in the ring, they know who they're getting in the ring with. Karate. Now they're making that kind of close quarters. They put, put the men and women in cages. But they know their opponent. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, it says, Lest Satan should take or get advantage of us, for we're not ignorant of his devices. We're not ignorant. We're sizing him up, amen? We know that Satan wants to destroy everything that God has blessed us with. Satan wants to kill every hope, every dream in your life that, that, that it's just impossible. You may as well go ahead and throw your hands up and just forget about things. But we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. We know that he's crafty, he's cunning, and he's the most cunning. It hasn't changed. And if you think you've got him pegged, hold on. He's a, a shape He's one way one day and another way another. So we have to size our opponent up. We have to know who we're in the battle with. We need to be properly equipped. Amen? Any job you go on, you have to have the, the proper tools to work with. And it's, as Saints Paul, he addressed this in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 through 18. He, he says to the church, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand. We might get knocked down, but, but when we put the armor on, we want to be able to stand. Stand against the wiles of the devil, the craftiness of the devil. He's not going to come toe-to-toe. He's going to try to slick, easy way of getting around, taking you down. He goes on and he says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Wherefore, take on you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with perseverance and supplication for all saints. Fighting a good fight, we need to size up our opponent. Now, most of my life I was taught not to fight. Don't go to school and fight and get in trouble. Don't fight with your brother. 
Don't fight with your sisters. But we're not talking about this physical fighting. We're talking about what we're dealing with daily. Satan is trying to snuff us out. He's crafty. He's cunning. But God gives us tools to work with. He gives us the gospel. Now, we don't need to take it like the examined Bible that's covered with dust and never uh, is open. But we need to take God's word and do as David said. I, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. I don't want anything to hold me back when it's time to go to battle. Last week we talked about the, the sins that so easily beset us, the sins that awake. So putting on the armor of God, walking in truth, having protection, the breastplate, Not just talking, but walking in what we know. Our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And we can tell the good news that Jesus came that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Amen. Jesus came that we might have peace. That we can walk in peace. That we can Share this peace with others. Having the shield of faith. He goes on and talks about the fiery darts. Have anybody spit any words at you that just kind of tore at you? That's not me. That's not who I am. You're talking about somebody from way back when. Could say I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Yeah. Old things have passed away. Behold, yeah. all things have become new. You, yeah. you got the wrong person. The fiery darts just keep them. That's not who I am anymore. But there will be fiery darts. People will say, I can remember when. And we can tell them that we read the back of the book. We win. We're in the fight. We're going to stay in the fight. And in the back of the book, when we hold on to the profession of faith, that God is going to hold on to us. We need to understand that if Satan would dare tempt Jesus, In Matthew chapter 4, verse 3, it says, And when the tempter came unto him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. He questioned his deity. He knew who he was. Do you know who you are? Can I say that you are a child of the Most High God? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. That you are accepted of God. You're loved of God. Yeah. You're redeemed of God. But if Satan would question Christ, we're fair game. But Jesus knew he, who he was. And he told him, don't tempt the Lord that God. We need to know who we are. That we're saints and we're not sinners. In Ellisville's song, he said, uh, I'm a sinner, stop singing. You're not a sinner. being transformed every day. Every day I'm, I'm looking more like my dad. Yeah. Do, do you hear what I'm saying? 
Every day I'm looking more like my dad. Because God's word is doing that in us. He's changing us. We have to stay in the fight, though. Sometimes it gets hard. Sometimes it gets challenging. And I say praise God that we're not in the fight alone. That we can call up a, a brother or a sister and, and say, hey, I got something going on. I, I need prayer. There have been some hard things and some hard times in my life that my mouth wouldn't work. Brain wouldn't work right. And all I could do was grunt and bump. And I praise God that there are brothers and sisters that, that, that I can say, hey, uh, I need you to pray for me. And, and they understand. They don't have to question what, who, why, when. But it's praying time. Paul said that we need to continue in prayer. Not just before it's time for you to chomp into that biscuit. Not just before you go to bed. But we need to pray continuously. So yes, if Satan would battle Christ, and he'd put on the put his dukes up to war against Christ and he know who he is. You're fair game. We are fair game. It's, it's been a battle that's been going on since the very beginning. He'll lie to you. He'll try to make you into a liar. He'll make you into a deceiver. Let's look at what he did to, to Eve. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat from the tree of the garden. He wants you to doubt and question. Christian walk, what we believe, what we stand for, what we stand in. But we have to fight the good fight. I know who I am, and I know whose I am. We're in the battle. And we can say, thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory. The battle is the Lord. And the victory is ours. We need to fight the good fight. It's not a one-time thing. It's a continuous thing. But we can look back at last week's message. And we can hold to our heart. That God says. I'm with you always. Early in the morning, God is with us. In the midday, God is with us. Late in the noonday, God is with us. We're not fighting the fight all by ourselves, but God is with us. And we can say, if God be for us, who can be against us? There may be a war raging, but we're on God's side. And when God is on our side, when little foxfires blaze up, pop up, we need to remind ourselves that we're not to fight against one another. We need to know who our opponent is. We need to size him up. We need to know God's word. A lot of people say, resist the devil and he'll flee. That's only half truth. Let me give you the whole truth. Submit to, submit to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. I'm not going on my own. He 
he'll whip me up. But when I submit to God, I'm putting my shield on, I'm walking in faith. My loins are girded with truth. You're lies, Satan, and you're the father of lies. So we submit to God, and we resist the devil. And the word of God says, and he'll flee. This is something that's very big that we should walk in, that we should practice. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, There's no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Have you all ever cried for help? I mean, just help. Yeah. Ain't no pretty prayer. Yeah. Help, Lord! Lord, help! The trickster is on my hind pot, and I need help. I need a way out. There's a mess here and I need a way out. The water is getting murky. I need a way out. It's nothing that has come our way. That if we go to God, that he won't make that way that we can get out. I just need to break free of this thing. I thought I was fighting good. and I thought I was fighting fair, but he didn't trick me, Lord. But there's no temptation. There's no situation. We're not talking about throwing in the towel. We're not talking about giving up. But we're, we're talking about recognizing that this thing is bigger than me, Lord. Yes. And God will make a way. He'll open a door. Yes, he will. He'll make a way out of no way. Yes. Can we go to him, church? Yes. He is our waymaker. Yes. We're not Faraday Christians, where it's always sun, uh, sunny, sunny days and blue skies, but we have to deal with some things. Yeah. We need help from one another. We need encouragement from one another. Word of God says we're to exhort one another to good works. If you see somebody messing up, encourage them to do good. I'm not so smart that I can't be tricked. But when I recognize that I've been tricked, isn't it a good thing that we can go to the Lord? Are you still in the fight? Are you still in the fight? Paul said that we're to fight the good fight. We got, we're not going to leave our character to fight somebody else's fight. We're standing true in God. You may call me bad names, but that ain't what God calls Fighting a good fight. Staying focused. I'm not mad at the human part of you because I know that there are good people that have tricked the Satan to try to take us down. Still in the fight. The good fight. 
Don't change your game plan up because you think you're going down. Fight the good fight. Stay in faith. Stay in prayer. Stay in godliness. Continue to be me. Fight the good fight. In Galatians 5 and 7 it says, He did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Have you ever seen somebody that was on fire for God? The next thing you know, they look warm. Some of them even frozen. Yeah. Hardship will do that to you. Yeah. Hardship will do that to you. But that's why we have to look to the Lord. In turn, our each and every need, our each and every situation to God. Because he is the glory and the lifter of our head. Not speaking on our own, but knowing just how good God is, how merciful God is. That we've got a race to run. We've got a battle to fight. We have to say to Satan, Lord, we thank you that you are the Lord over our lives. Every situation in our lives, we can take it to the Lord in prayer. Because he is faithful that have called us. God has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We're not going to wait till we get on the other side and start living godly. We need to start living godly now. now. I need all the help I can get, church. Amen? I don't need no hindered prayers. I don't need no maybes. But see, we can walk in confidence knowing that God is with God has called us. I like the way Paul put it. He has called us and told us to hold on to eternal life. This is not a sprint. We're long distance runners. Might spread sometimes, but we're long distance runners. We're good fighters. We're not going to lose our character. We're not going to allow situations to change our outlook. We're going to hold to God's unchanging hand. This morning I say, fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. Amen. Don't let Satan trick you. Don't let Satan fool you. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. Keep on fighting. Y'all look like fighting. Yeah. I like you in my form. Fight the good fight. Amen. The reason the gospel is preached is that the saints may mature. God didn't call us to be babies our whole life. The gospel is preached that the saints might mature. The gospel is preached that a lost person might hear and surrender their lives to the Most High God. If the Father is tugging on your heartstrings, if you're in the building or uh, on the internet, 
let the Lord in. We understand that none will come unless the Father is drawn. And the Father is drawing us, the believers, to Him. That we will continue in the fight. We won't give up. We'll hold fast to the faith. Amen. Fight the good fight. We look forward to seeing you all next Sunday at our 10 o'clock hour. God bless you.